Hallelujah. Praise God. It's so exciting to see another beautiful Sunday morning. I am Reverend Uwa Ajo. Today, the 14th day of June 2020. I'm so happy that you are alive, you are sound, and you are healthy. And we thank God because God will speak to us this morning and your life will not remain the same. Can we just pray? Father, we thank you because your word is true and your word is life. Bless your children all over the world, your sons, your daughters, all over the world listening to me. Bless them and impart them with your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we continue the part two of the message I started last week, Sunday. Overcome the power of limitation. Overcome the power of limitation. Last week, by the grace of God, I said so many things and... Uh, one of the things I mentioned is that human beings are bound to face times of difficulties in life and this is what makes life what it is. And as far as one lives, limitation to goals, achievement, we always surface to stop you from getting to the target you have set for yourself. So whatsoever things may come our way in life, we are to face them and be courageous and break every limitation. You see, the matter is that limitation will always be there. Challenges will always be there. Uh, what I am facing may not be what you are facing at the moment. My challenge is not your challenge at the moment. Your storms are not my storms at the moment. By the grace of God, I also made mention last week that storms are distractions. They come to distract you because they know you are focused, they know you are determined, and they know you are strong. So they come to distract you and to, to separate you from your glory, to separate you from your victory. They're always there because there's an expected end for you. Storms always want to stop you from getting to your end, from getting to your desired goals, from uh, making you to achieve. And they, they always come to make you to turn back. So you don't have to turn back. Many people that have committed suicide today, they commit suicide because they, they have this feeling that the storms of life, uh, they cannot overcome them. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 4, it said, it said to us, it said, whoever that is born of God has overcome the world, and this is the victory of them that overcome the world, even our faith. So we have to understand that we have to load our spirit, our heart, with the word of God. God is aware of every storms you are going through. He's aware, he's aware. They are for short time. They are not permanent. Because sometimes we feel that this, all of these are permanent. The Bible says, but the, but the God of all grace, who has called us out of darkness, he has called us into light. You see, the Bible makes us understand in, five, in 1 Peter 5 verse 10, it says, after you have suffered for a while, the God of all grace, after you have suffered for a while, he says, it will perfect you, it will strengthen you, it will, it will, it will settle you. I have that assurance that whatever we go through is for a while. It's not permanent. It's not permanent because it's for short time. Every storms of life are for short time. And I also understand that over the years that I've lived, that storms are time wasters. They come to waste your time, make you feel as if God has abandoned you and there's nothing good that can come out of your life again. So you have to load your spirit without understanding that there are symbols to overcome and break. But you need the necessary key 
And what are the key? You need to be prayerful. You need to spend time with the Word of God. Understand the Word of God can never fail you. The Word will speak their spirit and their life. So you have to purposely speak the Word of God into your life. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You see, another thing you have to understand that storms of life create fear and discouragement inside of you. It makes you to be afraid. It creates fear in you and uh, and make you feel as if you are going to die in that situation. Listen to me. You are not going to die in that situation. Maybe there's somebody listening to me right now and you feel that you have come to your end. No, 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 no. You have not come to your end. You have to learn how to turn, get to your end and turn your end into a bend and you keep moving in life. So there's nothing like you have come to an end. You have not come to an end. Nobody can hand you. You can't even end yourself. And that's the truth. You can't end yourself. The Bible says, What eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of a man. What God has proposed and what God has planned for you. You see, what God has planned for you, eyes have not seen it, ears have not heard it. In fact, the heart of man has not conceived it. Is it? I used to say something to people that if eyes have seen what you are going to become in life. If years have heard what you are going to become at in life and it has even entered the heart of man, then you are finished. But God said that what I have for you, the plan I have for you, eyes have not seen it before. Years have not heard it before. In fact, no man on earth has ever conceived it in their heart. I thought somebody would be excited about this. So that's why you have to know that no matter what, God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11, it said, the plan I have for you are for good and not evil. They are not evil. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he will deliver him from them all, from them all. Like last week, I was sharing with you about, about the 12 stripes that went to, to spy the land. They got there and they called themselves grasshopper. Because they saw giant. I, I told you last week, I said there will not be there will be a lot of giants you are going to experience in life. You are going to see a lot of giants on the field, you're going to see a lot of giants in marriage, you're going to see a lot of giants. There are some people they are meant to destroy other people's life. And I told you last week, I said you don't have to bother about them. You are a giant on your own. So you don't have to allow anything to pull you down. Because they come to make you, dis- they come to discourage you, they come to discourage you, they come to make you look very little in life. Storms are part of life, as you know, and they are inevitable. Of course, they are tests for experience. I told you that you 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 go through the tests, you go through the lessons of of, of storms of life, and you, and you learn from them. You just have to learn from them. They are to strengthen us. When we eventually overcome and get them destroyed and broken. Listen to me. I don't know who I'm speaking to right now. I want to assure you that a new day has started in your life. Great things are beginning to happen in your life. Let's go back to that scripture we read last week in Luke chapter 8. We read it in Mark 4, but this time around we're going to look at it in Luke chapter 8 from verse 22. Jesus said to them, I'll be reading from uh, NIV translation. He said, one day Jesus said to the disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and set out. Jesus went with them. 
and in verse 23, very important, Bible says, as they sail, as they move, as they move on in life, because that, that, that's the point, as they sailed, as they move on in life, and I know that a lot of people are moving. Listen to me, a living dog is better than a dead lion. Listen to me, a, 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 a limousine pack cannot be better than a beetle, a beetle car that is still moving. When you are still moving in life, you are better than anything pack. If you park an aeroplane and, and just ordinary helicopter is still moving, it's still better. A living dog is better than, 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 than a dead lion. No matter how you see life, just keep moving. The Bible says as they keep moving, as they keep sailing, he fell asleep, of course. A square came down on this lake, a wind, a storm came on the lake and so that the boat was being drowned and they were in great danger. There was posterous wind. There, there was tumor all over the place. But Jesus was asleep. And in verse 24, what happened? Verse 24, the Bible says, the disciples went and woke him up, saying, Master, Master, we are going to drown. We, we, are, we are going to drown. What a mentality. What a mentality. We are going to drown. How can you drown when Jesus is with you? How can you go through crisis when there's a crisis instead of you? I want to just speak a word into somebody's life right now. Every crisis in your life, I command in the name of Jesus to come to an end. In the name of Jesus. No crisis can survive Christ in you. You can't, you can't have crisis in your life and Christ in you at the same time. I command in the name of Jesus, every crisis, the power of Christ in you will overcome it right now. Every crisis in your marriage, every crisis in your job every crisis in your children's life every crisis in your finance every crisis that you are going through right now I command in the name of Jesus let them be still let them be still you are not going down you are not going to get drowned how can they say to themselves that we are getting drowned Jesus is in the boat is sleeping you said you are getting drowned what a mentality you see let me tell you it is nobody can limit you except yourself you are the greatest limiting factor to yourself. Jesus is with them in the boat and they could boldly said, we are getting drowned. We are getting drowned. We are about to drown. And look at what Jesus said. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm sustained and all was calm. All was calm. Just to let them know that they are not getting drowned. In verse 25, look at what he said to them. Say, where is your faith? Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? We walk by faith and not by sight. Where is your faith in that situation in your marriage? Where is your faith in that situation in your place of work? Where is your faith in that situation, in that storm right now you are going through in your in your in your health? Where is your faith in that situation you are going through almost becoming homeless right now? Where is your faith? You want to pay out strength and you, you are looking for money all over the place and you are almost giving up. Where is your faith? Uh, uh, where is your faith concerning your children, concerning that your child that is going through health? situation where is your faith the woman said the woman with 12 years to blood he said if i may but touch the hem of 
of, of his garment, I'll be made whole. Sister, where is your faith? Oh, pastor, you don't understand. I've not been married for years now. Uh, you don't understand. Nobody is coming to me. Nobody is even asking me out. Where is your faith? Brother, you are saying to yourself, you want to get married, but there's no money to get married. You have not even gotten accommodation yet. You have not even settled down yet. I, I, I don't know how it's going to happen. And because of that, you are fighting with all possible ladies that God brings your way. Where is your faith? You said to yourself, you said, I, 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 the contract that, that, that is meant for me, somebody is about to take it. No, nobody can take what belongs to you. Where is your faith? Jesus asked them, where is your faith? He asked his disciples, in fear and amazement, they asked one another, who is this man? They are with Jesus, but they don't know who he is. <laughs> so you can be in church without even knowing who Jesus is. They were with him. They went to preach together. They go up and down from one city to another. But they don't still understand who he is. You see, and that is the problem of many believers today. They are actually in church, but they don't know that they don't know who Jesus is. Because they don't have faith in him. The Bible says, if you can believe all things are possible to them that believe because whatsoever whosoever believe will have whatsoever whosoever the bible says you can even speak to mountains and mountains shall be removed and be cast into the sea the truth of matter is that you can be in church speaking in tongues every day or every night but still you don't know who jesus is and that is an aberration and that is a limiting factor on his own that is a limiting factor. So they, they were asked to go to the land, to spy the land that is meant for them. They got there, they saw giant, and they called themselves grasshopper. That's a limiting factor on its own. This one said to them, we are drowned, we are going to get drowned. That's a limiting factor. Nobody, has, you are not yet drowned, you already see you are drowned. Sometimes you look at yourself and say, I don't have money. I am dry. I am broken. I am I, I, I am broke. Nobody said you are broke. You said it by yourself. Shut your mouth up and and, 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 and pick your faith in Christ and tell yourself, I am rich in Christ. I am rich. Sometimes you are not even dead yet. You say, oh, this sickness will kill me. Who told you that that sickness will kill you? You said it. The sickness has not killed you yet. You said it will kill you. Your child is going through one health situation or the other. You said, oh, how will she get married in life? How will she become great in life? Who told you she will not become great in life? Are you the owner of that child? You are just a caretaker of that child? God is the rightful owner of that child? Why can't you calm down? Jesus said to them, where is your faith? And they said to one another, who is this? He commanded even the wind and the water. They obey him. Why would they obey him? Why would they obey him? They obey because he has a word of life in his mouth. And the Bible says Christ in us, Colossians 1 26, is the hope of glory. Which means whatever Jesus could do here on earth, we could do 100 times better. Because everything has been packaged inside of us. So you don't have to allow any limiting factor. David was running for Saul and he found himself in the cave of Adonam. And 400 men distressed, discontented, in debt, came to him and he saw an opportunity in them. David saw an opportunity in them and began to preach the word of God to them, began to impart them and began to take them out 
open their eyes and begin to open their mind and begin to break them into out of their storms and limitation. And these men became mighty men of David. In 2 Samuel 23 verse 8, the Bible said these are the mighty men of David. So even though they were going through challenges, there was a mighty man inside of them. Listen to me, there's a mighty man inside of you. Young lady, there's a mighty woman inside of you. There's, you are a mighty woman of valor. So don't give up. You are going to get to the end of the bottom of the matter in the name of Jesus. Let's just quickly say this. Areas where limitation can come, you can be a limiting factor to yourself. Your relatives, your family members can limit you. Your experience of life, your past experience, what has happened to you in the past, as a result of suffering and pain, the pain you refuse to let go out of you can limit you. Your mentality, your thinking, your philosophies about life can become a limiting factor to you. Your perception you, and your, your art of human calculation, your rudiment of this world, our traditions of this life can also become a limiting factor to you. And even your cravings, your cravings, your own, your own awesome art desire can become a limiting factor to you. Your environment can threaten you, can make you fall back. Your habit, your attitude, your character, your behavior can become a limiting factor to you. Your confession, like I said the other time, I don't have money. I, 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 I am broke. Nothing is happening to me. I am, I, I am dead. I, I am finished. Why who told you you are finished? Your confession can become a limiting factor to you. Your set standard, the way you have set standard for yourself and your choices of life. Sometimes you set standard that is out of out of place. You make wrong choices. Listen, I don't have to know how your future will look like. Let me just see your choice. Your choices right now, I can determine how your tomorrow will look like. Listen, there's no tomorrow for anybody. Your tomorrow is embedding your choice today. Your tomorrow, how beautiful it will look like is your choice right now. Listen, you have to change that choice. There are some choices you have made right now. They are taking you nowhere. You have to change those choices. If you can't change them, then you cannot have a beautiful future. This is so, so, so because our choices determines our dream, determines our choice, determines our, our, our greatness, determines our character. Our choices determines how far we go in life. Listen to me, you can never, 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 never live beyond your choice. You have to live in the confines of your choice or your choices. You have to ask yourself, these choices I make, are they going to be productive or counterproductive? So you have to ask yourself a lot of questions because your choice determines your future. It determines your future. So your enemies, your life circumstances, they can also become a limiting factor. Your life goals, your purposes and objectives can also be an area where limitation can come. Your spirit of complacency always, always complacent. Not only complacent, always procrastinating. Don't respect time. Don't respect human beings. Don't respect people around you. You are not a giver. You are not a doer of whatever you say can become a limiting factor in your life. You, you, don't, you don't value things of God. It can limit you in life. If we talk some of you that, that now you, you, you use your tithes to solve problems of life, listen, it's just a test. <laughs> listen to me, if 100%, if 100% is not enough, 90% cannot be enough. So God said, give me 10%. Give me your 10% and I will take care of your 90%. Don't be deceived. You're giving. 
can open doors for you. But sometimes people hold on to hold on to what hold on to the seed and eat their seed and their harvest is being held back. Listen to me, you cannot have harvest when you have held your seed and you have eaten your seed. Stop eating your seed because it cannot be enough for you. Stop eating it. Because there's an harvest that is waiting for you. Stop eating your seed. Because these are the things that limit people in life. And they ask, maybe God is unfair. God is not, never unfair. God is beautiful. Stop eating your seed. Because your seed has a potential to bring harvest into your life. Oh, I don't understand how people are just doing nowadays. Me, I can't, I can't be giving my money anyhow. No, if you don't give it anyhow, some other people who understand the benefits... The impact. Look at Idaosa. Many years we blessed, blessed, great Idaosa. He, he, he stopped an aeroplane many years ago, and 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 why stopping the aeroplane? He asked people in the in the plane. He said, "Please, I need two people to get down out of this plane right now. I have two guests that must get to Lagos now." And nobody answered. But only two people answered, and one of them is. Dangote and his assistant. He said, Sir, please bring your guests. I can wait till tomorrow and go. And he also looked at Dangote. He said, Dangote, your name is Dangote. How old are you? Say, I'm 24 years old. He said, Your name is Dangote. He said, You stood for me. You stood for my guests. This is how men all over the world will stand for you for the rest of your life. He did not eat his seed. He refused to eat his seed. And look at the harvest today. One thing that has made me become who I am today is that I refuse to eat my seed. Because you limit your finances. You limit your life. You limit your destiny. Your service to God service your life. Some of you don't even serve God at all. You eat your seed because your service to God is a seed. Because God has a way of servicing your life. He will bless your bread. When you serve it, he will bless your bread. He will bless your water. He will take away sickness from you. What do you, what, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think God... If you, if you refuse to do it, God will raise other people to do it. And I pray for somebody right now. You will stop eating your seed in the name of Jesus. As I close, four major keys to overcome storms and elimination in life. Number one, speak to the storms as Jesus did in the boat. Be positive in your confession. Speak to the storm of life. Number two, encourage yourself and be courageous enough to face the storms of life. David did when his people were taken captive. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. You have to consult your creator, your creator, which is God. God did for Moses in Exodus 14.10. He looked at the situation and God said to him, what is in your hand? He said, my hand is full of, is, is with the rod. He said, don't put the rod down and it, 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 the water will break into two. He said, learn how to consult God in the midst of your challenges. Another one is that by having faith in God, learning his guidelines to every storm of life because every storm has a guidelines as he has given us. Understand his power and what he wants to do at this time Stay focused at all times and be determined never to die with that storm. Determined never to die with that storm. I have gone through a lot of storms in life, but I refuse to die with any storm. 
Please, brother, don't die with that storm. Sister, don't die with that storm. Uncle, don't die with that storm. Pastor, don't let that ministry pull you down. Don't don't be discouraged in that ministry. Don't don't see it. Don't don't let it don't let it drown you. You are bigger than it. Maybe you are going to one bad habit or the other. Maybe masturbation or what kind of bad habit, homosexualism, bestialism, whatever habit you are going through. Maybe you are having habit of uh, uncultured appetite. Appetite. I, I want to tell you, you don't have to die with that situation. You are bigger than anything the devil is trying to bring your way. Thank you, Father, because I know your word is pure. Can we just take the prayer point together, just one prayer point? The God, can you say after me, Father, every storms in my life, be still in the name of Jesus. Please open your mouth and pray that prayer. Every storms in my life, be still. Begin to mention those storms. Begin to mention them. As I close, begin to mention them. Keep mentioning those storms. And I will come your way again on Sunday. Remain blessed. Stay focused. Stay determined. Storms are time wasters. They are distractions. It shall be well with you. I will hear your testimony. Thank God because he has given us a word from the throne of God. Please remain blessed. Till Sunday, stay blessed. Hallelujah. I am still your host. Remember you are Amen.